This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. greatest running podcast in the world, Peak Too Early. I am one of your hosts, Steve Jenner, and I am joined by Mike Jenner, who is somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. Mike, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So I did a weird thing, thing this weekend. I uh, So my wife wanted to participate in the, the virtual team race we got going here, so she teamed up. And, uh, you know, she's not a runner. She does her own workout. She does other stuff, but she never runs. She unfortunately got stuck with the half marathon, and I don't think she's run in well over a year. I think the last time she ran was the the, the two miler. So she's like, I don't know. She's like, I can't finish half marathon. So what we decided to do was the two of us walked a half marathon. We went out on a Saturday afternoon and we walked thirteen point one miles. It took us four and a half hours. And gentlemen, let me tell you, walking a half marathon stinks. I <laughs> I would rather run a half marathon any day of the week. I am so sore. I'm banged up. It took all freaking day long. The days are short here anyway. So I was like, we finished it in the pitch. But I mean, it was, we had a great day. You know, we made an event out of it, but I will never do that again. <laughs> Man, that sounds brutal. And as always, at the House of South, we got Trent Fontanella. Trent, how you doing, bud? I first just got to say that that's an all-star <laughs> performance coming from Cease right there. I mean, that's impressive to do. Um, but boys, I'm, I'm feeling some kind of way tonight. I, uh, I finally got around to doing my, my Taylor Swift folklore listening oh, party. A, finally. I had a bottle of wine. Jeez. I set out the entire you know, night and, and I sat down with my girlfriend and we just like, you know, I like to get the little album you know, uh, a little cover that has all the song lyrics in there. So I pull that out and I kind of just follow along with everyone, you know, replay them so I can really feel it. Um, and it's incredible. And I just can't believe <laughs> I've been missing out on folklore these last few months. So I had just banging all day today while I was doing, you know, some, some workout before the podcast. Uh, so I, needless to say, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. Trent, like, Obviously, you're a true diehard Taylor Swift fan. Like, only only a diehard would do that. But the fact that it's taking you, like, five months to do this, that's just inexcusable. Steve, it's just so, par for the course. It happens every time. It's, I, don't, I don't understand the process. It's, it's like you just have to be in the perfect mindset to listen to, like, the album for the first time. If I'm not there, I just – I get scared. I get intimidated. I get nervous. And, and plus – you know, I, I did some like introspective reflection and I have to like, this is where I've, this is where I'm at with Taylor. Her first few albums like really spoke to me, you know, personally, like I feel like they're written for me and they just like inspired me in such beautiful ways. The last couple are not there, are but really I just like, have so right much. Now? Yeah. Yeah. We're doing this. I have so much respect for her as like an artist and she's so talented. She's a songwriter of our generation, of course. Um, but it's not like they're going to like, you know, fire me up in the belly the way they used to now i'm just like total respect for it so i don't need to listen to them right away basically i have i i have the, you know i have all the time in the world all right so to save steve i know like we could go for another 20 30 minutes. yeah we could. We'll, we'll move we'll move on for this but i we we just need no one thing give us I just like have a, so many questions though give, give us a top three songs right now quickly right off the top of your head 
give it to us and then we'll move on to running and what everybody else showed up for tonight. So I'll give you a, a quick little fun fact about this album. She has three songs that were spaced out. I didn't pick up on it first, but it's three different perspectives of like a love triangle. It's amazing. It's called like Betty, um, August, and I'm blanking on the, the third name of the third song because like I said, just listened to this the other night. Uh, but she does this like love triangle from the three different perspectives. It's, it's just beautiful. Album I work. did not catch that. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I'm gonna have to yeah. re-listen to all those songs now. Okay. And Cardigan, that's the other one. Cardigan just came in. Cardigan, Cardigan yeah, Betty, yeah. and August. Jeez, I hope we didn't lose all of our listeners. Um, I think we probably gained some, honestly. <laughs> so on that, I mean, we're gonna talk really quickly about a company we love, and that you've heard us talk about it for a couple weeks now. The Harrier. So go to the-harrier.com. Use promo code P2E. We say it all the time. Harrier is a lifestyle brand for runners. You know, as runners, all we all we typically have are our gross running gear, our technical running gear, some crappy t-shirts. There's a brand out there that makes lifestyle clothing based on like pop culture, on runner culture, and just kind of like what everyday runners want to wear. And it's the Harrier. The stuff is awesome. You've seen us wear it. Go check it out. Use promo code P2E. Support the brands that are supporting us. This is an awesome company. I mean, I don't know how many times we can can bang the drum with what the Harriers doing here, um, but one one of the coolest things they're doing right now, Steve, is this. Uh, oh yes, the girl, girls on the promotion they're doing here. They have an awesome shirt. It's one of my all time favorite Harrier shirts. I don't have it yet. I need to get it. But it's the Bet on Woman shirt. So they have all kinds of, like Woman Runner, and just it just says Bet on Woman, which is a badass shirt. And they're doing this promotion now with this company, Girls on the Run, where they're donating you know, I think it's like 10, 15% of the sales of that shirt to this organization, which is awesome. I mean, again, just speaks to not only an awesome brand they got going, but they're doing awesome things. They're, they stand for an important purpose. I love the Harry. I love them a little bit more every single day. Great company. And, and Girls on the Run is a, is a great charity as well. So, all right. So we got to talk about my half marathon this weekend. Let's do it. Um, it was pathetic. Like I'm actually... I'm actually angry at myself, like for how poorly I did. Like I, I thought that, you know, I could get off the couch and I could run a decent time. You know, I just thought that there was a certain level of fitness that's never going away. And let me break it to you boys. It goes away. It goes away pretty, pretty quickly. Um, it didn't help that like I'm banged up. I'm injured. I put it off. I kept every single day of the week. I just put it off another day, put it off another day. I said, okay, we're going to wake up Sunday morning. We're going to get it done by the noon deadline. And, you know, we're going to be back at home, cracking a Miller Lite, ready to watch some football, you know, and we'll be feeling good after this half marathon. I was up all night Saturday. I was sick the entire night. In, in the entire night, I'm just like, I'm just dreading this. Like, I got to get a half marathon done before noon tomorrow. And so I, you know, little bits of sleep here and there, 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there. So I'm fighting, fighting the whole night. Finally get out there in the morning and I almost didn't get it done by the noon deadline. I just completely just misshot my fitness, how long it was going to take me to do it. It was bad. I, there was, there was some, uh, some soul searching out there. There was some um, really harsh conversations with myself. Um, I don't know where I go from here, guys. So Steve, I will say after my uh, four miler, my multiple attempts at a four miler, I definitely, you know, they talk about like, what is it? The seven stages of grief or whatever. I hit them. <laughs> I hit them and I probably hit them all three or four times. 
because it's a hard realization to think that like, you know, there was a time in our life that we could just do nothing and it, you know, we could still go out there and be respectable. And I am solidly, you know, I've had a couple weeks to process. I'm solidly in acceptance at this point. You know, I am what I am at this point. And if you got an issue with it, listen, I got an issue with you. So <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm good and, and I'm feeling okay with, with who I am these days, Steve. And the fact that, you know, if I'm going to run 10 miles a week, I can't expect to be going out there running these incredible times. It's just not, it's not in the cards anymore. And it's a ridiculous thought. So I hear what you're saying, Steve, and I feel for you. Uh, I, you know, I, I feel sympathetic and empathetic. And I think you just, you just need to work through it. You need to let time heal it. You need to move through these, these stages. And when you get to acceptance, you can, me and you can meet in in acceptance together and have a beer and cheers and it'll be, all be good. But I'll let you let me know when you're ready to be there. Mike, I, 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 I reached a certain level of acceptance. You know, I, I reached a level of acceptance in my life, but I think I need to reach a new level of acceptance is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> See, it shows the, the personality and your mindset going into it though, because I was looking at some of the results that were submitted. And then I have to say, like, people ended up having to substitute out their third runner in a couple of cases. I don't think everybody was even prepared to run the 13.1. We had a couple of teams not even submit that last finish there. So a lot of people got to that moment. They got that 13.1, and they just accepted it before they even went out there and attempted it, right? Like, you got yourself out there. Let me ask you this. When was the last time you ran a weekly mileage that was more than 13.1? Uh the p2e showdown this spring okay yeah. so you haven't even <laughs> the, last time, the last time i ran a weekly mileage over 13.1 was when i ran 120 miles so, so that that holds true for me as well <laughs> the fact that it took you like getting out there and actually attempting the 13.1 you know coming off like some injuries being sick and it, it took you like being out there and being in that hurt zone to come to this new level of acceptance is impressive enough because most people are just going to accept that they're not going to run a half marathon on that kind of mileage, you know, three months ago. Yeah. So Steve, let, let, let me ask you this. Was it like a quarter mile in that you started realizing what was going on? Was it like three miles? And like, at what point did your mind say, Oh boy, Oh boy, this is going to be a long day. <laughs> I mean, quarter mile isn't that far off. Uh, it was right around a half mile. And okay. I looked down at my pace <laughs> and I was like, oh boy, this is not going to be good. <laughs> yeah. And then I started doing the math in my head and I was like, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to make that noon deadline. <laughs> I mean, I made the noon deadline fairly though. What kind of, um, what kind of course did you give yourself? Like where you're going to be at any point, six and a half miles from home, or at least did you give yourself some loops to get some, you know, hydration and snacks. So I did, I did two loops. I actually went out to the Bay State half marathon course where I, which holds my, my half marathon PR, which psychologically probably did more damage than I thought yeah, it was going to do. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Cause I know, I, I know that course better than anyone in the world. Like I've run, I've raced the half marathon, the Bay State half marathon, um, probably 10 times in my life. Like I, you know, I dominate that. I used to dominate that course. And I was just like, we're going to go out there and we're going to just do what we've done every fall for the majority of our life. And, uh, and yeah, that, that, you know what, that's probably, if I did a different course, I probably wouldn't have had 
it probably wouldn't have been so emotionally tough. The fact that I did it on my marathon PR course or half marathon PR course did is what did the damage to me. Yeah, that's pretty full circle type stuff right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that was, uh, I mean, you want to talk full circle, right? Like, I... I, I, I've talked about it on the podcast before. Like I was a I was a, a, a walk on in college. I didn't race very much in high school, so kind of like I was kind of a late bloomer in the in this running game. The the Bay State Half Marathon is where I got the confidence that I could run in college. I went out there when I was like I don't know eight. Uh, I was nineteen, twenty something like that, and I ran a great race. And uh, yeah, I was like I can do this in college, and now it's like I definitely can't do this anymore. So this course started and ended your career. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Excited for the 8K, boys? Yeah, nice. actually, actually, I am. I think we got, I mean, I'm not expecting very much for myself, but we got a little, we got a little day planned here. So. I, uh, I, I took one shot at it tonight. Didn't go well. <laughs> Didn't go well. We have a... Because all all the turkey trots are canceled, what we're doing is I've invited a you know a couple close friends over and we're doing an underground five k and then we're gonna extend it. We'll do, do a five mile loop for anybody doing the uh, doing the virtual race. Love it. And I made these trophies, so they're called. I'm calling it the the solo cup. So I made I glued together this mm. tower of Miller Lite cans and I glued a solo cup on it. So the winner of the Thanksgiving Day uh, race at my house gets the solo cup. Steve, we should just make this a tradition. Like, screw well, your normal turkey trot, your your average Thanksgiving Day race. Let's just make the underground underground turkey trot a thing. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I love it. So it's gonna be fun. Maybe we'll get some we'll get some funny pictures up on the Instagram. Sure. What about you? You look like you're smirking over there. How are you feeling about your AK? No, I just <laughs> I think just podcast is the first time I thought about it, and it was like, ah, <laughs> shit, <laughs> gotta run an AK this week. It was so, like. The uh, that's luckily like I was the you know the second leg here, Mike. You you've been done with your first race, you know, a month ago. But the turnaround time on this is like a lot for the people that ran that half. I mean, the way this worked out yeah. was just like terrible in a way, but also just awesome in the way of like just get out there and race no matter what's thrown at you. But to have to run thirteen point one, especially if you ran it late in the week, and then a lot of people I'm sure are trying to plan their their AK around like Thanksgiving, so maybe you're just trying to get it done early. Now, that's a couple back-to-back badass races right there. I gotta you say, it it me. definitely it definitely sneaks up too. I, uh, you know, you're focusing on the you know the wheel of fortune there, giving your distances, and it was fun and exciting, and the teams are going head to head, and you know the showdown was happening, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh yeah, we have to run another race. Like I yeah. kind of forgot until we went live this week. I, I mean, I knew, but I, I also like subconsciously forgot. And it's like, oh man, I gotta get myself back in a in a race mindset here. All right, Mike, let's kick off the running news. All right, so not not a ton going on in the news, but we do have some kind of fun fun stuff to talk about uh, this week. the f- The first topic I want to talk about is Lolo Jones you know, stud track athlete, uh, slash bobsled athlete. We saw her last winter at indoors, kind of trying to make that comeback to track. Looks like she was coming back to, to run track in the Olympics program, friend of the program. That's right. And, uh, looks like she was, you know, all in on track. Well, it 
now appears that she is going to be competing on the uh, the USA bobsled team in the 2021 Olympics, no longer running track. Kind of uh, it took me for a bit of a surprise, but I don't know. What do we what do we think here? Mike, you know she's competed in the Olympics in the bobsled before. No, right? I, I know, I know, okay. but it, it, all signs are pointing to the fact that she was going all in on track for – she was she was but if you listen back to the the quick interview we had with her um at the new balance indoor grand prix i think she was she was making a really strong push at it through indoor but she wasn't really happy with the results she was getting and i think the writing was kind of on the wall that it wasn't going to happen for her um but yeah i think bobsled is a is a great spot for her i think that uh, it's going to be cool to kind of go go see her um go back to bobsled quick note if you're like a lifelong bobsledder, how much does it suck to see somebody come in from another sport and like take one of like the few oh, positions? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to really stink. Um, but uh, what was I going to say about Lolo? I was going to say something. Oh, so Lolo has to be of our lifetime, not in like a like a like a death tragedy way. Like I'm sure there's there's plenty other like real tragedies, but in terms of like uh, an Olympian, an athlete that should have done something should have, you know, competed at the highest level. Her story has to be one of like the most tragic where she's, she's the greatest in the world. She's, she's the number one ranked. She's leading the race. Looks like she's going to win the gold medal. And then what did she trip over the last hurdle um, Mm -hmm. leading into the finish line? Just gotta be absolutely, absolutely, you know, brutal thing to kind of go back and revisit all the time, especially every time you're gearing up for the Olympics. So like, I mean, I feel for Lola and I, I want to, she's somebody that I want to see do well. She's somebody that I want to see have redemption. Like I want her, you know, this winter Olympics, I want to see her at the top of the podium with a, with a gold medal. So this is a pretty serious take, Steve. And I appreciate it. And you're so right. My notes on this were like, I'd love to go bobsled sometime, right? Like how come I, how come all these winter sports are so inaccessible? I want to learn to curl. I want to bobsled. I don't know if I would have the balls to do it, but I, I want to like see somebody's skeleton from up close and watch him go down. I mean, that was my take was like, damn, it's so cool that she can just be a bobsledder now. So, so Trent, are you saying the only thing separating you from being a bobsled Olympian is your accessibility to bobsledding? Is that a uh, fair, fair, you know, translation of your take? Not quite, not quite. Um, the only <laughs> thing separating me from the Olympics is I never had access to like the biathlete courses, the cross country skiing, yeah, shooting yeah, guns. Because yeah, I would have been right. really good at that. I swear that's my best sport. But it would just be fun to get a little peak two e outing at the bobsled course and just rip down some bobsled courses. So Trent, I will say, you know, you have some older gentlemen who do the biathlon. I don't think your days are over yet. I think that's yeah. still in the cards. Uh, but my last take on Lolo is, how cool is it to? to decide you're going to step down from one Olympic, you know, adventure event, like journey to try and make the Olympics. And just for most people, it's like, if you're stepping down from it, that's it. Like retirement, like, I don't know what you do from there, but for her, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to go after track, but this bobsled thing, right. It's like, you just have two chances at going to the Olympics. Anybody would dream of one. So that's my last Lolo take um is, is right. the bob oh. said a little bit of a cheat though right like like I, I was joking about it like if you're if you're like a lifelong bobsledder and you get bumped because lolo jones coming like what if like what if you're training your entire life and you're it looks like you're gonna make the olympic team 
for for the bobsled like you're one of the top four in the country and you're you're on the team and then all of a sudden like let's say like uh like Ezekiel Elliott or like a Derek Henry Henry's just like yeah I'm done with football I'm gonna go do bobsled try to win a gold medal and it's like oh well what the hell and then you get bumped off the team like I, that's gotta really stink for everybody that's committed for, their career yeah. to bobsledding for sure uh I don't know if it's that simple. Maybe it is. I'm not a bobsled expert. It this seems a... pretty simple. Did Maybe. you watch Cool Runnings, Mike? That's true. Great movie. One for the money, two for the show. Um, what? What that... the hell are you talking that's, about? That's the it's Cool Runnings thing. No. What is it? Feel the rhythm. Feel the ride. Oh, yeah. What? What? <laughs> what are you calling? Yeah. Mike? <laughs> I don't what, know. What, what is? What is the? What is the? I don't know. What is that from? Mike, Mike, you do research on that. I just wanted to yeah. say, it's while, while our stats and research department's on that, I do want to say it's nicer track and field to be on the other side of this conversation, right? Usually it's like you brought up, Steve, like the football players. Can Tyreek Hill, you know, be an Olympic sprinter? 100%. Now it's the other way. It's like, oh, oh no, the, the track sprinter. runners can run a, a, or do Olympics in other sports, right? We're, we're so – we're our best athletes in track who just, like, walk onto whatever sport they want and compete. I just think there's certain sports where – the uh, the people doing it aren't necessarily in the same caliber as the rest of the professional athletics <laughs> Olympics. Sure. All right. So last two. One for on the this. money, two for the yeah. show. What the hell yeah. are you saying, dude? I don't know. That's from something, and somebody's gonna tell me where it's from. It's obviously not from Corners, but it's from something. That was my first take. Is it exists in the ether? I don't know where it is. My second take is I can't believe how long we spent on that news topic. That was wild. I threw that in there as like a, a quick, like we'll all get our quick takes in there. So good for us. I don't know if that's, yeah, whatever. It is what it is. Uh, second news story we're moving on to here. Again, I threw this in as a quick, quick, uh, you know, we have our take. Let's move on to the next thing type of thing. But the way we're going, maybe it'll be another like hour long segment. Bernard Lagat, Lagat, Bernard Lagat is named assistant coach of the Arizona University cross-country team. So context here, for the last like 10 years or something like that, he's been a volunteer coach for their cross-country team. And now he's just being named to their like official coaching staff here. So what do we think? I mean, how do you, how do you coach above Bernardo Lagat? Like how you – how does – like if you're the head coach of that team – how does your your take on anything outweigh Bernard Lagat? Like, if I'm on Arizona's cross country team, and my coach and the head coach tells me one thing, and Bernard Lagat tells me something else, sorry, coach, I'm going with Bernard's advice. And not only is that based on his pedigree, the guy is like 45, 46 years old or something, and he's still running insanely fast times. Right? He ran the Olympic trials this year. He's in like crushing masters records wherever. Like, there's nothing he can't do. So he goes in there. I don't care if he's volunteer. Yeah, even if he is a volunteer coach, shows up once a week or once every other week, like hops in the workout. You know, leads the team through. He's the only coach that matters. Yeah. So I get the interpretation. Right? You know, we all have that like one assistant coach on the cross country team who's just the guy who like goes on the run with the team and does the workout with the team. I get the impression that's, that's what Lagat is doing here. He's not necessarily like, you know, designing the program and all that stuff. That's what the, the head coach is doing. He's just kind of like the guy who's there to, to do the workouts with, but is, is it so one of those? He's, he's the guy, he's the, uh, 
the guy that graduated from from high school four years ago and, and is a substitute teacher at school. Exactly. So the head coach lets him be the assistant coach because he can go around with the team. Exactly. Yeah. And he can still do all the workouts with them and pace them and all that good yeah. stuff. But I guess my point is like, at what point, because we see it in, in sports, right? You know, it being a great athlete in a sport doesn't necessarily always translate to being a great coach or, you know, great, like general manager, or all that stuff. So I guess, is there any, Steve, you were saying like, how can you take it, you know, listen to anybody but Bernard, but is there any fear that like this guy might be so good? He's so much of a legend that like, how can he coach to, you know, a level of just like a, your average D one runner. You know what I mean? Like, is he, can he not relate to these guys? That's a good point. I see where you're coming from on that. I like that take. Yeah. Like the, the person that's going to be the best coach has probably had the hardest road, but I will say though, obviously Bernard, the God is in one of the, you know, he's in the 0.01% of athlete to ever live. Um, to be that dominant that long, um, to stay at the top of your sport for for as long as he did and have so much success, it kind of goes beyond just talent. Sure, sure. This feels like a an ultimate like sports radio like you know <laughs> yeah. map out the topic today. Like, did you know you just hire like the all time great, one of the greatest of all time, your coaching staff, and then you have to come in with that counter take. Like, is it a bad idea to hire the guy that's you know? The, the, the all-time <laughs> legend is he too fast and does he know too much about running to coach so it must be a slow news week in the, yeah in these in these times Trent we gotta you know take what we can get all right so the last news topic it's not really a news topic but um cross-country national ranking so from what it looks like here is you know usually in a cross-country week they every week post new coaches polls new coaches rankings it looks like this is the last week until they kind of take a break and then when it gets closer to the championship, you know, meet start coming up again, they're going to continue with it. So I figured it was worth talking about. Um, not a lot to break down, right? Like the, the obvious things are up there. Arkansas women are, are ranked number one. The NAU men are ranked number one. Not a lot of surprises there. I have one take that I'm going to come in with, but I'll let you guys, you know, if you have anything to, to talk about the rankings, you can go ahead. I mean, I, it's it's really hard to get excited about this. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's like, okay, these rankings are awesome. We'll come back to it in, what, like four months? Like, it, it, it's it's just like, it's it's really hard for me to get excited about this. I guess that's what I take. Yeah, I don't got much to say. What do you got, Mike? Well, when you say you don't have much to say, it means you have nothing to say, I guess. I don't have anything to say about this. What do you have, Mike? Yeah, okay. Uh, so that was partially my take, Steve, was like, you, I want so badly to be excited about these rankings and start like digging into them and diving into them. And the rankings do matter this year, right? Cause they have that like weird system of picking who makes national championships and all that stuff. And, but it's impossible to, so I'm going to kind of manufacture some beef with these rankings and Tulsa at number five and my guys at Oklahoma state at number seven is a ridiculous, a rid- we got my man mystery, man. Isa Rodriguez, who could win the damn thing, and they're putting them behind Tulsa. Who knew that Tulsa had it? I cannot, I will not believe that Tulsa is a better cross country team than Oklahoma State. I will be proven right at the end of the year. 
That's my only take. Mark it down, write it down, do whatever you want. But there's just no way that Tulsa is going to beat Oklahoma State at Nationals. Let's put some money on it right now. Yeah, sure. Whatever. I don't care how much you want. There's just no way that happens. There's no way. I got Tulsa. You got got, it. All right. You got it. Fair. Listen to this beef with Tulsa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean – I mean, Isaiah hasn't proven that he can he can deliver in the in the championship meet yet. As a freshman, he finished third behind Morgan McDonald and Grant Fisher, like mm, two of the big names in the sport. Has he not? <laughs> how has he not shown that? Get out! Yeah, I forgot about his freshman year. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> all right, gentlemen, that's all I got for the news. All right, so let's get into our interview. So we got a different type of interview today. I mean, we've been obviously we're going to keep going with the with the athletes. I mean, that's kind of our bread and butter. But I think you you can kind of start picking up that we're we're trying to interview some people that are connected to the sport in slightly different ways. We talked to the you know documentary filmmakers a couple of weeks ago. Today we have Chris Huff from Artican, and Artican's a really just cool company that's to, you know created for runners um mike and i had a had a great conversation with them and you know we also wanted to support a small business heading into black friday small business saturday cyber monday um so you know this guy's got an interesting story so we wanted to have him talk have him on and talk to him a little bit Yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. This this is taking too long to to connect. I mean, we're 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 fans of of Artican. I actually just went on and I was kind of getting my customized bracelet all set. I think I'm gonna order myself a nice little uh, holiday gift Friday. for myself. But uh, <laughs> anyways, cool. Let, let's let's jump right into it. Um, so like I you know I, I'm sure we're gonna hear a lot about it, and I have a ton of questions for you about this cool company Artican. But in in your words, you want to just tell us what Artican is? Yeah, um, I don't think I've ever been asked that question, which is cool. So I I don't know how to like necessarily define it to as well. It probably could be, but it more or less is a uh, there was a gap in the marketplace, man. I wanted a cool ass bracelet from Kenya, so I ran collegially, um, and we had just recruited a Kenyan, and he shows up, and I was the captain on the team, and I was responsible for picking him up from the airport, and uh, he comes off the plane um speaks little english um but at the same what he was rocking was the the brace that we're all aware of and i uh, was more or less looking for small combo but uh, i legitimately loved the bracelet i was like yeah i need i want one of those and um he had just said next time i go back to kenya i'll, I'll get you one and i'm like the internet dude let me let me get one of these right now right uh, and i got on the internet and it wasn't like it wasn't really possible i mean you can go to etsy and maybe find some i mean not maybe you can um but i wanted to uh get it from i wanted like to customize it because again he had his name on it and um yeah, long story short, I just filled a gap in the marketplace and I, I brought the ability when I started the company, it was more of a side hustle. I used to work for Nike. So there wasn't no interest in trying to make this to where to where it is today. Um, it was just bringing the opportunity to create what you want. Um, and yeah, found the uh, five fast forward because that was my teammate 2010, fast forward to like 2015 when I had ran across uh, Paul Chalimo and Shadrach on the Hollister trail at Nike and they were wearing the same bracelet 
And I was like, what the fuck? All right. <laughs> Five years later, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll cut up. No, 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 no. Let, let it loose. Okay. I was like, what? There, there it is again. Right. And you see it on all these Kenyan athletes. And it's, I mean, they're Mo. And so, um, yeah, I asked Paul to get me one. And, um, and from there, once I got it back, there was naturally off coworkers uh, at, at campus trying to get one. And then there was friends like, yo, where'd you get it? Where'd you get it? I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, it's like, oh, it's a thing. It's like actually a thing. So um, yeah, I reached out to Paul. I found a supplier and from that's kind of where it started, man. That's where it is. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I listened to you now, and like I was reading your story, the the how it came to be on your website and everything like that. And I guess the thing that struck me was like, it seems it seems like a simple concept, but both times you like ran into you know these guys and saw the bracelet, you immediately had this reaction like, dude, I need that bracelet. Like, what is it about this like you know seemingly simple bracelet? It's like, dude, I I need to get that bracelet right now. I think so. First off, you all have seen this, right? Of course. Everyone has seen this. For some reason, it is like the tie to like, I'm a running nerd. Like, I geek out over running. I like, and it was, I guess, my way to how I could feel part of the part of culture, like the running culture. And I needed to get this bracelet to feel like I was in. Like, I knew I loved Kenya Run. I guess same reason why specific people buy um whatever their favorite athlete is wearing because lebron james has it or whatever uh and here we are uh david rudisha is winning is setting um olympic records wearing it right like it was around before i started the company and i um i wanted to be if i'm not going to be olympic record holder at least i'm going to wear what they're wearing so (laughs) um and that was kind of it i just wanted to I just wanted to feel cool. All right. Dude, you don't have to explain it. So I got I got mine on right here. Cool to see so got, yeah, dude, absolutely. So, so this isn't this isn't Artican. I got a, oh, I got an Artican oh, one no, on the for way. Sure. Yeah. So I, I can tell. So I uh, so it's got kind of leather band. It's actually kind of clunky for running, but um so I I you know shortly after college, probably right around the same time this this was coming to you, it was probably around, you know, 2011, 2012. And I was training with a group of Kenyan guys. And, uh, you know, they were a little bit older and they were all rocking these bracelets and I became really good friends with them and they, they became some of my best friends. And we, we were like hanging out together, you know, two, three times a week. Cause we were just, we were running buddies. And I was like, guys, I'm the only one without one of these bracelets. I got to get one of these bracelets. And same thing. Like I couldn't find them anywhere. I was like, you know, and I, I didn't, I didn't want, like you said, I didn't want to go on Etsy. I didn't want to buy one on Etsy cause like I didn't want to offend them. Right. And, uh, and then one day, you know, one of my buddies came back from Kenya and he had, he had this bracelet for me and I just, I, I loved it. I rocked it like everywhere for like three years and people would ask like, Oh, where'd you get that? That's awesome. But I wanted to be, I I respected them so much. I wanted to feel part of the club, but I wanted, I wanted to feel like I was part of running culture. Right. So I just, you know, this, uh, you know, this, this white guy from Lowell, Massachusetts rocking a Kenya bracelet, but it meant a lot to me. A hundred percent. So that was it, man. I was never, it was never like I had this business idea. I like, and there was no business plan. Shit. There's still no business plan. Like <laughs> the concept is in the back of the head and uh, things are going well. We could talk about later about like an investor that recently uh, um, 
has come into the picture as of last week. So huge news. Very nice. Um, but to, I mean, still four years later, here I am almost, it's been bootstrapped. It's completely self-funded. I mean, I did it for side, side hustle for two and a half years. I mean, I was at Nike and then Iron Man, and um, finally October of 2018, um, I went all in. And I still am not to the point where I've ever making more than what I've done in my past. Like it's a seven days a week, 24 seven. And some people do think the brand's so much bigger than it is, um, but it's just fun. It's just fun to me. So, <clears throat> so can I, on that, what was the, I guess, what was the first moment where you're like, okay, I mean, I could go all in in this if I wanted to, I could quit my job and I could do this because you know, I, like you said, you know, you're not, you're not necessarily making more money. I mean, you, you, you're working seven days a week. This is a company that you, that you love, but when was the first time where you're like, we have something here. Like we have a legitimate business because from an outsider's perspective, looking in, I mean, it, they're, they're very cool. Like I love them, but they're, but they're bracelets. Right. I mean, you know, at, at first thought, it's like, how can you make, how can you make a, 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 a bit a, like a full-blown business out of it so what was the first moment where you're like i can do this i can quit my job and i can pursue this dream as humbly as possible the day i started the company i mean it, all the way when before it launched uh i knew there was potential i just it I've been entrepreneurial my whole life so as far as things I've gotten after it's really all about execution at the end of the day it's I mean some of the stuff that sells out there and people are, are killing it uh, so and I knew it could be done I guess the day I launched the business when did it actually like become reality um, and so 2017 I put a little a little effort in it because I was going through a divorce uh, didn't really care uh, again it was a side thing and then 2018 I was back here in Tampa um, here in St. Pete today, but I was in, in Tampa working at Iron Man, and uh, no disrespect to the company because it's an awesome uh, organization, but I was not happy and I did not like my situation. And I uh, was, I don't, I was definitely not getting burnt out, but it got to a point to where two and a half years, man, it was legit seven to one a.m coming home from nine to five, seven to one, nine, fill the fulfilling orders back and forth and no weekends. And I said, okay, how long can I actually do this? Like I need to sit down and figure out what's like, what's the future of art can really look like because there's no way I'm doing this for the rest of my life. Um, and uh, so probably early 2018, I had been at Arctic or uh, Ironman for about half a year and I was thinking of a game plan to get out. And I knew I had a, a company um i mean uh, for transparency we did like four thousand dollars in 2016 um yeah i think that i'm going to be transparent with the numbers because I, everyone wants like to it's entrepreneur age and people want to like have their side hustle want to take Dude, place i love hearing that yeah. i love hearing that so much so yeah let's let's open up the numbers in 2016 i did four thousand dollars revenue so profit you're definitely talking under maybe a k but uh, naturally like as bootstrapped, every dollar earned went right back into the company. So 2016 was 4K, 2017 was 36,000. Um, and that was off of little to zero marketing, um, which has been Instagram. Um, and then 2019, so you're going to see a little jump here. And this is because my girlfriend um, like really started to help out insignificantly. 
to where I was able to like push things off to her. She's a nurse, but mathematical degree and math degree and um, I'm more the branding side. So she kicked in. Uh, we went from 36 in 2018 to 130 last year. And um, that was, so yeah, the end of, it was end of 2018. And I was like, man, like, or sorry, no, sorry. Okay. I'm going to, I'm just do all the numbers. Then I'll tell the story. 2016 was 6,000. 2017 was 16,000. 2018 was 36,000. And 2019 was uh, 130,000. Um, so yeah, 416, 36, 130. And last year, the big jump was because of my girlfriend came in and uh, helped out significantly. But so 2000, leading the end of 2018, I knew, well, man, I made $40,000 in revenue. Like there's something to this. So that's when I asked her, I was like, yo, you mind if I like go all in? I need you to hold the four down at the house. Uh, as far as like the bills, give me, I said, give me six months to prove this. And um, she gave me six months. Uh, and then we did uh, 40,000 in 2018. And then I did 40,000 in like the first four months of 2019. And she was like, all right, you don't got to go back to work. I was like, goals, we made it. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, from there, it's been, uh, it's been good, but it's been tough because it's only been uh, myself and um, I needed help. And she was full-time. She's still full-time. She doesn't really do too much anymore. And that was why I had to uh, and recently listed her a, a position for like a co-founder. So we give up some equity, like, most companies where you got Apple, Steve Jobs, Wozniak, I mean, Nike, uh, Bill Bowerman and uh, Bill Knight. I mean, there's so many companies that had two. Um, and yeah, I needed a second person, but an investor has come into the picture. We'll be hiring an employee uh, starting January. And um, you're probably going to really, I feel like, about to take off. So do you are you allowed to say who the investor is or yeah yeah it's uh larry uh from paraclete partners uh, here in sarasota um he is a retired uh coffee industries executive um, so he was a cfo coo of a 1.2 billion dollar coffee company out of italy um i mean we'd actually be like first or second uh investor but yeah he's really close super uh super smart but more or less just operational analytical and i needed that because i'm more of the branding and marketing and sales and um i need that person so yeah that's uh things are going well but yeah you would think oh, it's only on bracelets but there's a lot of companies out there that just sell bracelets and some of them i look at like no disrespect like i feel like our product is better than and it's much more than just running, right? Nike started with running shoes, but next thing you know, Jordan put them on the map as far as what catapulted the brand. Um, so it's more it, down the road without steering away from like the brand values and like the culture. Um, I mean, there's, we do, we just opened up in Disney two weeks ago. So there's, um, yeah, we now have a store. We now have our product in one store in Disney. So there's, Very cool. there's many people who are, well, 
you know, we see we've got like seagulls and we've got birds and dolphins and a whole bunch of cute products that people will wear outside of running nerds. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that's like kind of one thing I was thinking about, right, is obviously you want to expand outside of the running community and that's what you, that's what you got to do, right? That's your brand. But how much of this do you think uh, still is like pushed by the running community and how much do you anticipate like the running community backing and, and really being like the you know foundation of this product? Running will always back it. It's still, it just like running backs Nike. Um, it's hard to say that because running is only, I think, like 10% of their industry or their company um, when you break it down, like all across all categories. But uh, their focus is, but as far as Articon, I'm going to say right now it's still 95%. Yeah. It, it's huge. And I, I tried to not, on, I tried to kind of steer away from it in the beginning of the year because I knew we were going to a massive trade show called surf expo. And I went down to Puerto Rico and I've got to some content of like uh, a model in a bikini. And we were going to do like the surf and lifestyle brand and launched it in spring 20 and or, yeah, earlier March 28th. And it did well but it just wasn't received well. As far as like even the engagement on the photos, like I'll post a photo of the most beautiful person, male or female, like in a bikini and it doesn't get that many likes. And then I'll post like Mo Ferret half naked doing a lap around a track. And it's like a gajillion like, I'm like, Oh my God, are you serious? Like I paid a thousand or a hundred bucks for this chick. And yeah, like I sent Mo a bracelet. Um, so yeah, the running community is everything. That's why, like, the big bracelet, uh, massive launch, I mean, the track bracelet um, that's going What's out. that? The, the track bracelet that uh, we just Oh, shared. yes, yes. Very cool. Yeah, just shared today. Um, uh, yeah, running. And running will always drive it. Like, the product will always be made in Kenya. It'll mm -hmm. never, ever expand outside of it. Like, Pure Vita bracelets, you might not be aware of them, but they're out of Costa Rica for the longest time. And then they expanded, 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 and they got out into like other countries within South America and even India. And they just got blasted for it. Um, will always be, always be made in Kenya because of the, I mean, the story. Um, so, so there, there's a, there's a big charity component to, to this business. And for the people that don't know about that part, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Good, good question. So, um, Gladly, gladly, gladly give 10% of profits uh, back to what's called the Water Project. So a nonprofit out of New Hampshire um, who we can just go in and uh, click on where the project is being done and see photos and videos of the development. But uh, back to 2016, when I realized that I was going to be starting something with Articon and I wanted to give back, um, uh, yeah, I just went to Paul and Shadrach um, and had said, like, what are some issues that you would like to see uh, addressed? Like, if I were to give back, and Paul had said, clean water is a real big issue. Uh, and at this time, I hadn't been there. And, I mean, you read about it, but I, it, w it wasn't something that I was really aware of until I went and visited. But, yeah, Paul had said uh, clean water, and um, Shadrach had said education. Uh, I looked into it. And clean water was like the absolute must. And yeah, very happy to give 10%. We've done 
so much since the company started from dams have been built, bathrooms have been remodeled, um, and so much more, so much more. So yeah, 10% uh, goes back to clean water. Uh, that's that's unreal that's uh i guess i I missed that part when i was uh going through that that's unreal um and now to obviously pivot from steve's really important serious question to uh, uh you know a not so serious question uh how much faster can you guarantee i will be wearing this bracelet i mean i need your guarantee right now say it and it depends on which one you get so there are ones and i'm very much behind like the product uh what gets <laughs> sold so like no excuses never give up all right uh, believe i do believe um i mean motivation is a is a real thing so i'm gonna give you what's the distance what are we talking here we'll say you know 5k, give, 5K give me, like, at yeah. least if you're within 10 seconds of a barrier like 22 10 you're, you're going under like okay in 10 guy you're breaking 16 and if you got like believe and you got like three laps to go and you just want to fade and you like look at your bracelet and like all right you know what i, I believe myself i put in like 80 miles this week i, I can i can do this so okay so let me tell you what, i need every single second i can get right now so <laughs> i can guarantee yeah. you i'll be getting one of these bracelets if it gives me 10 seconds that's that's i'll, I'll send y'all one right when we the finish century. the podcast yeah <laughs> and stay with your custom don't even worry about like choosing it just shoot me a note and let's uh let's get y'all hooked up we've got to have y'all rocking the braces too all right man yeah thank you thank you yeah i mean if one day we we, we get a peak too early one that's actually guaranteed to add 30 seconds to your time but sure. but it's gonna make the after party 10 times more fun sure so yeah, that's yeah. the drinks will go so down that, that, that's the way the peak too early <laughs> brace is gonna go someday that's um, actually, yeah i'm trying to count that up right now one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve yeah we can do that i can do a peak too early brace. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. So, I mean, and I know that the, 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 the company has a long way to go and you got a lot of hard work ahead of you. Um, but, but you're doing it like you're making it happen and that's exciting. What words of advice would you have for somebody that's, that's thinking about kind of starting their own business or trying to take their side hustle and be like, I'm going to go in on this. I'm going to go all in on this. What, what advice do you have for that person? Mm-hmm. There's so much information out there that it's very easy to get. Like, I just say as cliche as it is, but it is so damn true is never give up really like for real. Like you can't compare yourself to other timelines. I have eaten myself at that sometimes. Like how did John so-and-so uh, start this company and now he's already like in a four million dollar business or whatever um some people have started companies i mean starbucks was never left seattle for 16 years after they started like they were in seattle for 16 years before they ever expanded out um so everyone's timeline is completely different so stay like the bracelet that's coming up stay in your lane like if you have to turn off social media because i can like eat at you when you comparing is like deadly um never give up there will be highs and there will be lows and there will be days i mean we don't have a sale um i march or april like when covid first came off not having a sale at least one sale in a day is 
bro, I'm at my computer like 11 o'clock at night, like tweeting and trying to like make like it has one has to go out. April, three days in a row went by without a sale. Um, and I was like, it's like hyperventilating. Um, <laughs> but so, and but on the grand scheme of things, it's just like highs and lows, never give up, and just consistency, which kind of like runs hand in hand. Um, if you believe in it, it'll happen. And you just got to continue to put it out there. I have a, a friend who's got a little side hustle, and I think it's amazing, but he only posts on Instagram or she like once every three weeks. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like you, you literally have something amazing. If you really want to get out of your situation or you really want to do it, like post every single day. I don't care if it's the same copy and the same photo it, or like same photo, different copy. Uh, someone else will like attach to it and forward it. Um, so never give up, man. Like for real. <laughs> I don't want to. Like, I don't make it difficult because that's really all it is. Well, I, I will say this. You know, I think when it comes to this sort of stuff, if you grew up a runner, you ran in high school, you you went on to run in college. The sport of running teaches you a lot of that, right? There's mm-hmm. not many. There's not many sports where you can get you can get out of something what you put into it, and and if you're willing to work hard enough, you're you're gonna see some level of success. Not to say that all all businesses you know succeed, but that kind of mindset is is something that we're lucky enough to have drilled into us because of this sport. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, running's played a huge part. I haven't, I hardly run these days. Um, I mean, I did three miles yesterday, but I think it's been a week and a half, two weeks before that. But, it's about my running schedule right now. Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> but I was the complete opposite in college. Uh, I was only probably voted captain because of my disgusting dedication and it was not missing a day uh, for an entire year in one year, just hype, just your typical runner. I mean, they're, they're type a, most of them are just type a, um, and we're just weird. So we are, (laughs) we are so weird, but like it is back to that put in what you get out and you can't get faster without running more or priming we won't go into like formulas of how to train to get a PR, but you probably, yeah, you got to put in what you get. You got to, you don't get out what you, unless you, what you put, I can't even say it. Where you, you said it. I'm trying to repeat it. You get out what you put in. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, uh, you got an inspirational company. We, we love the product. So everybody listen to this, go check out article.com. I promise you, you're going to find something on there that you really like, but, but we, we're not going to let you leave that quick. We, we, let, we end every single interview with a quick game. So, Mike, why don't you kick off down the home stretch? Well, let's do it. All right, down the home stretch. Rapid fire questions at you. So, we know you got a uh, you know, big weekend coming up for you here. It's Black Friday. Every, every business is trying to push out their stuff. I know you got your big Black Friday coming up here. So, your down the home stretch topic is Black Friday. Steve's going to hit you with the first question. Let's do it. Have you ever gone out shopping on Black Friday? Yes. What is the longest line you've waited in for to get something stupid? Oh man, I'm a former Nike employee slash sneakerhead. I might have camped out of Nike's campus oh, probably no. in two hours waiting for some well, Jordans. No. <laughs> <laughs> so so Black Fi- Black Friday follows Thanksgiving, and so I got to ask the question that comes up around this time every year between Mike and I. Cranberry sauce. Is it a condiment? 
or is it a side? It's a, it's a side. No, it isn't. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> Everybody's answer. wrong. It's it a is answer. 100% a condiment. Have you ever gotten into like one of those deep, dark YouTube rabbit holes of just like watching Black Friday fist fights and brawls? It's actually a bad habit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bad habit. I probably at least, at least once a week. So I, don't, I watch uh, people, Pandora. Yeah, people like have Spotify and Pandora. I do a lot of YouTube music. I'm yeah. interested into the music videos of product like Jamie or Justin Bieber and Blanco, but they're lonely. And next thing you know, it'll be like someone's. Perfect example. I'm sorry to segue. But listen, <laughs> this is a prime example. This is like a, a great question. So, so bad. Was it, oh man, Drew Hunter yesterday tweeted, literally yesterday tweeted, imagine like living in an airport or something like that. Yeah, I saw that. You, did you see that? Okay. He said, if you like, if you bought a, if you bought a, a flight, a one-way ticket, you could just live in an airport. Yeah. Something yeah. along those lines. All right. So let me tell you about that YouTube like hole I went to. So there was a there was a quite a few people who had responded like they were talking about oh the terminal the terminal the terminal like and but one person said yo there's an actual person who's 19 years in lives in the Brazil airport and he shared the YouTube video and I was like someone's lived in the airport for 19 years I was like click <laughs> let's go see what this is all about so I watched that and um, sure enough there's an individual who's been living in the airport since he was 19 years old uh, pretty crazy story. Um, and then there was Did like, they make like a Tom videos. Hanks movie about that. What's that? Tom Hanks. That was the, the, the yeah. terminal that people had. Yeah. Said. yeah. Yep. Um, and then like related videos. So, and so there was a person who was like, you know, a, a YouTube like influencer who recently sometime this year during COVID had decided that he was going to go take a luxury, like was in a luxury international airport for like a week, just like Singapore, you know? the Singapore airport. Yes, I saw yes. that same video. Yeah. That airport's wild. I've actually been there. That airport is nuts. Really? You could you could live there. It is it is incredible. What were you doing there? Long story. My my brother <laughs> my, my brother was living in Indonesia for a long time. I was going out there to visit him. Lay over oh, in Singapore. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exactly. And that, so yeah, I went from Drew's tweet to nineteen year old nineteen year Brazil to Singapore luxury, and I'm like. All right, great. Get out. Get out. Um, <laughs> get out of the hole. <laughs> so yeah, sorry to interrupt, but that was a uh, no worries. Well, Last question: What what is the item to get on Black Friday from Arkin? Mm. So Cyber Monday is the big Cyber Monday. Sorry, it's all right. Now Black Friday, we are doing twenty percent off custom bracelets, um, and so we never discount ever. Only once a year on custom bracelets it's black friday so that would be the black friday uh customize your bracelet and guarantee delivery by christmas because it's typically a six-week process so now we're huh. gonna tell you you're gonna have it within four weeks um you're gonna be a busy I, man yeah it, yeah the production team is ready um and then uh cyber monday though is and this will be announced show tomorrow is uh it, it there's two. There's two huge tickets, and I'm not going to say which one to get. But we have what's called Stay in Your Lane, uh, which is our track bracelet. So Very we have cool. lane one, lane two for, with the adjustable. Um, same here, lane one, lane two with the adjustable. And I happen to grab two white people, but we have it 
four different types because we have white and we also have black. So um, this is going to be a huge thing coming out on Cyber Monday. Um, and then our second collaboration with Craig Ingalls himself um, is dropping. So oh man, that's awesome! And we'll 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 uh, make sure to put out a video of this. But for those that can't can't see it, it's a bracelet with the RV on it. That is awesome. So we're that actually. Thing, I hope you have a ton of those ready to go because those things <laughs> yeah. are gonna fly. Yeah, that Craig is an influencer. I learned For that, sure. hard, and I knew that, but like we've collaborated with Molly Huddle, Jordan Hesse, Paul Chalimo, Nikki Hiltz. She can mm -hmm. she can move some units, um, but Craig Craig is a cult, dude. We <laughs> yes, like yes. <laughs> we see we've had him on twice, and we see like double our downloads when we have Craig on. Yeah. Like we had, we had like, we had like Ryan Hall, Leo Manzano, and it's like, they get a fraction of what Craig Angles gets. It's crazy. And no, like no disrespect. I mean, that just actually shows how he's just, yeah, he's just, a, I, he's just a bro. He's like, I guess he's yeah. like relatable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's a, uh, that, and that will actually, we'll be showing that tomorrow. Um, so regardless cool. of when this comes out, this will be announced tomorrow. RB there yet. Uh, Craig's little, Craig's little camper. RV there yet? Uh, that what a name! What a name! That is incredible. Oh man, Chris, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a ton of fun. We're huge fans of your company. Everybody, go check out our. Thanks again to Chris for coming on. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed talking to him. I got some, uh, I got a custom P2 early Arctic and band coming. I'm super pumped about it. So you can go on and have a bunch of cool designs and everything, but you can actually also go on and custom make your, your own band. So um, I got mine in the mail. I can't wait to get it. All right, boys. I wanted to just kind of give a shout out. So we had some, uh, a couple new reviews on iTunes and I just kind of wanted to read them out because they're great. Like they're funny. You know, we, we, we encourage you all to go on, give us a five star review and, you know, leave a, leave a funny, leave a funny review. We said, put your tattoos ideas in there because when we get to 300 reviews, we're going to get a, we're going to get a peak too early tattoo. I'm going to choose something from, from the review. So I want to just give a read some of these. Um, so the first one is, let me see here. It says, See, so I went in and I just, I, so I search peak too early in iTunes, pull up the reviews. Um, so the first new one here, it says cease and desist. Last time I checked, there's already a podcast called peak too early cease and desist. Also, you don't even talk about football. Tom Brady wasn't mentioned in the, in the five minutes. I listened to this terrible podcast. Zero out of 10 saw zero out of 10 stars would definitely not recommend. Wow. See, that doesn't sound like a review for our podcast. No, but I typed in peak too early into iTunes. Mm. Was it, how many stars did that review get? Oh, it's one star. Hold on. There's oh, some more. Boy. Let me let me read let me read another one. Um, this one is titled Zero Out of Five Stars. If there was an option for zero out of five stars, I would put it completely scan the name of the greatest running podcast in the world in the world. This podcast needs to be deleted from existed, terminated immediately, and removed. Toodaloo. <laughs> So, <laughs> so I mean, like, and they keep going. There's another one, Sadness. That's another one star. Just not a fan. This podcast thinks, I mean, they keep, keep going. I mean, what is going, guys, 
I clicked the wrong peak too early podcast. What do you mean you clicked the wrong peak too early There's podcast? That doesn't make any sense. There's another podcast. peak too early podcast. It says, yeah, they says they're a football podcast, but they don't talk about Tom Brady. So I don't know. All time. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, their podcast must really stink if they're getting all these terrible really reviews. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I found us. We got a lot of five star reviews. We're good. We're good. So, anyways, that that Tom Brady. This isn't even a football podcast. We, we're more of a football podcast. I think like Tom Brady comes up every other episode. 100%. 100%. Unbelievable. Oh, shout, out, shout out to the P2E faithful just going and absolutely roasting the hell out of fake Good. They deserve early. it. They deserve yep. it. Stealing our name. I mean, it's called what? the Peak Too Early Podcast. Scumbag. What, do you, I mean, what, do you, what do you think is going through these guys' heads now? They're like reading these <laughs> they're reading these reviews and just have no idea what they the brick wall that they ran into and they're like man these people really hate our podcast no what, you know what they're what thinking is you discuss? don't is you don't mess with the peak too early crew actually so the two crew. i wanted to i wanted to run this by you so i came up with the two crew how do we like because i know early on we were trying to think of like a name for our group like what do we call us and our listeners i like the two crew yeah, I think I think that was one of the original was it thoughts, but I think yeah, I think two crew works. I like two crew a lot. What do I, you think, Trink? You're making a face. No, I, I love it, and my favorite part about it is just our process for doing this. Right, we we talked about it every episode for like three months a year ago, and then we let it sit. Right, we we took all these ideas from the listeners, and when we really went through them, and then we totally forgot about it. But then it just naturally came out. So all those contributions that came a long time ago, they were immensely helpful just to like help it, you know, form in the back of our minds about what this is going to be. And now we settled on, I think, the perfect name, the two crew. Well, it was in the heat of battle, right? And like, you know, we uh, we needed like our crew rallied, right? Like our our team, the peak too early team rallied, and like we needed something. I needed. I needed something to call us, right? And it just came to me. I, I do think it was one of the names that we talked about, but it just, it seemed right. You know, we needed the two crew. Yeah, I think uh, this is proof, guys. Everyone who thinks, oh, these guys talk about all these great ideas, but don't follow through on anything, you know, treadmill wars and all this stuff. This is proof that we'll get there eventually, okay? It might not be as fast, you know, or as timely as you would like it, but we're, we're going to get there. Those ideas, they're going to happen. All of our great ideas are going to happen. Check out, shout out, go to peaktooearly.com. Check out Trent's blog, Half-Baked Ideas. Great blog, all-time blog. Speaking of Half-Baked Ideas, is our freaking blog. Uh, but all these great ideas is going to happen. It's going to happen, and this is proof. This is so affirming. So affirming. <laughs> Yeah, anybody wants to write for our blog, let us know. <laughs> um, anyways, let's kick off the bell app. Mike, what do you got for people on the bell app? So I had something very important I was going to talk about on my bell app, but I think I'm going to save it for next week because we have not addressed Thanksgiving yet. I think it's important that we do. I want to give a very special happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. And this is, so when you think of Thanksgiving, you think of getting together with family and you think of, you know, going to high school football games and you think of going to your local Turkey trot. And I understand a lot of those things, if any are happening this year. Um, but I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving and finds a way 
to kind of, you know, we've had to be creative and unique this whole year with, you know, how we're doing certain things. I hope you find a unique and creative way to enjoy your Thanksgiving. I want to say I'm thankful for everybody listening to this podcast. Stephen Trent, I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for the whole two crew. So, yeah, that's what I got for you guys. Trent, what do you got people on the bell app? The two crow. It just comes <laughs> off the tongue so smoothly. I had the exact same uh, bell app here. Thanks to everyone who's ever listened to an episode. Thanks to everyone who participated in the race. Uh, Mike was talking about, you know, trying to make that Thanksgiving special despite the weirdness of this year. Hopefully, you know, the, the final leg of the, the team race is going to be that way for a bunch of us. I know it will be for me as a substitute there. Um, thanks to anyone that's ever bought, you know, a shirt from us. Thanks for anyone that's ever left a review. Thanks for anyone that's ever, you know, shared this pod with a friend or somebody else to listen. Um, thanks for making it all possible. Same thing, guys. I'm thankful for the two crew. This is awesome. It's been so much fun. I like we're making friends across the internet, across the globe, across the world. It's such like a weird concept. And before like we started this podcast, I never would have even like considered, I never would have wanted it, but it is cool. Like we have, we have friends from around the world now, you know, the, the two crew is strong. So thank you all. Like Trent, Mike said, thank you for everybody that's listened, subscribed, gave us a review, bought a, you know, bought a t-shirt, participated in one of our, one of our races. It's been a ton of fun and we're not stopping. We're not slowing down. We're going to keep it going. So other than that, boys, I would have run faster, but I definitely peaked too early this week. Mike, hit me with the Josie. Josie's on a vacation far away. Go around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know I like my girls a little bit older. I just want to use your love tonight. Tonight, 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 tonight. I don't want to use your love How many people left to talk to No one's around when I'm in trouble You know that I'll do anything for you To stay the night but keep it undercover I just want to use your love Tonight, 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 tonight I don't want to use your love tonight Kiss on my hands from shaking. Nothing in my life is making All right, ready to roll? Yeah. Yeah, let's uh feel a little sleepy tonight. Let's see if we can do this uh you know, beer? I got some wine going. But let's let's do, let's do let's do this as little edits as possible. Let's let's, okay. let's do it live. Oh, geez, you can't it. put that kind of pressure let's on me. Do Mike. it live, baby. Let's you do it. You can't live. put that kind of pressure on me. All right, let's run, do it. Run it live. <laughs> All right, here we go, here we go, here we go.